Welcome to the Niche Podcast, your weekly rundown of the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, $11.5 billion acquisitions. We play who's on first, COVID-19 therapy news, cancer vaccines may be on the way, and CAR-T for cancer is here to stay. The views expressed on the Niche Podcast are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations or companies with which they are affiliated. If you missed Merck, MSD outside US, in the news this week, you probably missed the news. They announced the $11.5 billion acquisition of Acceleron and hit it big with a positive interim report on their antiviral COVID-19 therapy, Molnupiravir, driving stocks up. Let's start at the beginning of the Merck Mega Week. Insider reports suggested Acceleron was up for sale in the $11 billion range and was courting a mega partner in late September. Many speculated that Bristol's Myers Squibb, BMS, was the front runner. But this week, Merck was announced on top of an $11.5 billion deal. Acceleron is a commercial stage biotech with a couple of approvals and a pipeline fully focused on the TGF-beta superfamily of secreted proteins. Their approved therapy, Reblozil, is not where the big money is in this deal. It did about $274 million in total revenue in 2020, and Acceleron only got $55 million of that through their royalties. The big price tag is a bet on their late-stage pulmonary product, Sotuttercept. Sotuttercept is in late-phase clinical studies for the treatment of pulmonary arterial hypertension, a progressive rare disease that impacts nearly 400,000 globally. The disease impacts multiple organs, but the lungs and heart are key. A hallmark of the condition is overactive TGF-beta, driving fibrosis on the lungs and ultimately leading to an inability to breathe. Data are promising enough for Merck to buy into their whole pipeline. $11.5 billion may seem like a hefty price for a company in the rare disease space that posted $127 million loss in the first half of the year. But some say Merck is not paying enough. A 7% shareholder of Acceleron, Avaro Capital, claims that the price is too low, with a stock price premium of just 38%, compared to an industry average of 89%. I doubt anything will come of this for a range of reasons. First, Avoro is a pretty minor stakeholder. Second, this is a small, rare disease market, and Acceleron's pipeline is not dense with a ton of potential candidates. In fact, they only have one additional candidate listed. Acceleron is a far more mature, read older, company, and Avaro's estimate was based on deals that include SPACs, which are fairly overpriced right now. Basically, if you compare it to a rising star with new technology and a promising oncology portfolio, yeah, it's a low premium. But if you rank Acceleron as a mature second candidate clinical stage company, their pricing is likely healthy. Disclaimer here, I'm not a professional market analyst. I design clinical trials for a living. It's important that all of this falls into the context of Merck riding high on Keytruda sales and knowing that rocket will one day run out of fuel. For reference, Keytruda sold $4.2 billion in Q2, nearly 4x Merck's next closest product. This relatively stable and conservative pharma giant needs to acquire a range of solutions to perpetuate their long-term value. 
by the way, the other Merck, Merck KGAA, the unrelated company that is not MSD globally, announced the ending of a $4 billion partnership with GSK to co-develop an oncology product. The immunotherapy Bintrufus Alpha was slated to be a hot new therapy for non-small cell lung cancer. GSK initially paid $445 million up front in 2019 to co-develop the asset. Here is where the plot really thickens verbally. Bintrufusp targets TGF-beta, kind of like Acceleron's Sotateracept also targets TGF-beta. And this breakdown in partnerships comes after co-treating with Keytruda was stopped early in August of this year. So International Merck's TGF-beta oncology partnership broke down after failure with U.S. Merck's Keytruda. In the same week, U.S. Merck's announces a $11.5 billion deal to acquire a company with a TGF-beta pipeline to grow their value because they are currently dependent on Keytruda. The news is starting to sound a bit like an old comedy sketch, who's on first? Despite timing creating a linguistically challenging news week, this is not good news for Merck, KGAA, or GSK. This partnership has seen significant investment and this ultimate failure leaves a gap for both companies. The reason Merck's MSD's shares jumped 8% at the end of the week had nothing to do with the well-considered $11.5 billion acquisition. In fact, they didn't even blip at the news. The potentially major news for Merck was positive interim analysis for their oral antiviral therapy, Molnupiravir, in the treatment of COVID-19. The therapy, developed in partnership with Ridgeback Bio, showed a 50% reduction in hospitalizations in COVID-19 patients and saw zero deaths compared to the placebo in mild to moderate cases of COVID-19. Results were consistent across variants. Merck already has a deal with the United States to sell 1.7 million doses for $1.2 billion. First shipments are expected by the end of the year. This does nothing to slow the spread and does not replace the need for high vaccination rates, but it may be a life-changing therapy for many impacted by this disease. Speaking of COVID-19, BioNTech has made their name off their wildly successful vaccine, but their first passion was cancer vaccines. They've returned to that target. To be clear, in this context, we do not mean a vaccine that prevents cancer. Rather, the use of vaccine technology to trigger an immune response that allows your body to combat a specific cancer. Remember, a major reason cancers are a problem in the first place is that they avoid your immune system. mRNA vaccines have been explored for years as a potential solution. This week, BioNTech treated a colorectal cancer patient with their major oncology vaccine candidate, BNT-122, to kick off a phase 2 trial. BNT-122 is actually designed to specifically target an individual's cancer. This is precision medicine at its most advanced, tailoring a vaccine to your specific needs so your body can win. Now, we hope for patients everywhere that this is a success. Kite, owned by Gilead, earned their fourth CAR T-cell approval for Tacardis. The approval is for relapsed or refractory B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia, all. 
This is a high unmet need area, but the cell therapy was able to drive 65% complete remission, a pretty striking number in the oncology world. All only makes up about 1,000 patients annually, so don't expect Gilead's shares to skyrocket on the news. However, this does represent a solid addition to the growing portfolio of CAR T-cell therapy approvals. Personalized medicine, like CAR-T and oncology vaccines, are attempting to develop towards an economy of scale. Eventually, precision medicine, while not cheap, may be more generally affordable. For now, the processes are so complex and fraught that costs are enormous, with Tocardist costing $373,000. Personalized mRNA vaccines for oncology, if they ever make it to market, are likely to start at a similar price point. Thanks for joining me on The Niche Podcast, your weekly summary of the top news in the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. You can learn more at thenichepod.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Like, comment, subscribe, and most of all, share with your friends. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. It really helps us. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week. Thank you.